section one of how to have bird neighbors this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. how to have bird neighbors by s louise pattison my first bird neighbors the birds that live in my yard are the loveliest of all my neighbors during the springtime and summer they awaken me every morning with their sweet songs then all the day long their pretty ways make me wish i had nothing to do but to watch them now i can imagine someone saying if i had a yard i too would try to have bird neighbors listen before i had a yard i had bird neighbors on my porch how did i get them in summer a basin of water on the porch railing and in winter the basin filled with table scraps this is what did it on the porch of that apartment house i learned how to neighbor with birds a kind lady in the next house tied suet and strings of peanuts to one of her trees during winter and spring the woodpeckers enjoyed the treat while we enjoyed the woodpeckers pigeons and blue jays came too and yes english sparrows those birds that are nowhere welcome but they didn't have it all their own way there as they do where nothing is done to attract other birds one winter day a beautiful blue and white pigeon with rose-colored neck came in at an open window the streets were covered with snow it was hard for birds to find anything to eat this pigeon ate some rolled oats that i scattered before it drank some water and walked into a corner after a nap it ate some more then took another nap when it awoke again i set it in a waste paper basket by the open window so it could go away when it pleased it took several more helpings of oats toward evening it flew away among the pigeons that used to come often to my porch was my little guest of a day as the pigeons ate they always cooed perhaps they were remarking how good it tasted in early spring the robins came they liked little scraps of meat chopped raw beef was to them the greatest treat at the basin they not only drank but spread their wings over it and splashed the water all around trying to bathe in that shallow dish it was only a big flower-pot saucer while the weather was still cold they began to sing mornings before daylight it was like listening to christmas carols to hear them 
on mild and thawing days they could be seen hopping over my neighbor's lawn most cunningly they would turn their heads to one side then to the other it is said that they do this so they can hear the worms and insects move about in the ground i believe it for often i have seen a robin after listening intently at some spot stop to scratch and dig then pull out a worm the robins often pulled and jerked at the morning glory vines on our porch whenever they got one loose they would gather it up in loops with the bill and carry it away they also tore strings off our mop and flew away with them on a pillar of our porch there hung a can in which we sometimes put flowers one rainy april day a little wren alighted on the edge of that can and looked in the can was empty at the time so the bird went inside but came out again quickly and flew away pretty soon two wrens came and both went inside then for several days they made frequent visits to that can and there was almost constant trilling of the merriest bubbling songs sometimes there was just a chatter back and forth as if they were talking or arguing these wrens were so much together that i concluded they were mates they fetched little twigs of all kinds and dropped them into that can they also fetched bits of cloth and chicken feathers as if they actually intended to make a feather bed mr wren could carry things in his bill and sing at the same time once in a while when he brought something mrs wren chattered louder than usual it sounded as though she wasn't pleased with what he had brought sometimes she wouldn't even let him in and after carrying his burden around for a while he would drop it but he sang on just as happily and entertained her while she did most of the work this went on for several days at last they fetched grasses too it was a joy to see how happy they were at their work they were making that can into a bird home when the little home was finished mrs wren loved it so well that for about two weeks she stayed in it nearly all the time mr wren brought her many kinds of bugs and worms to eat and sang to her all the day long soon there were some baby wrens in that little home again father and mother wren worked hard from daylight until dark fetching worms and bugs for their babies to eat whenever one came home with a bill full he glided right in among those thorny twigs how they could do it without getting pricked was a wonder 
One day, all this was changed. Instead of going into their little home with provisions, both father and mother wren stayed out on the edge and held a worm or a bug where the little ones could see it. After a while, one of the baby birds came up a little way to receive a helping of the food. But the big outdoors must have frightened him, for he ducked right down again. The next one that came out had more courage, or else he was more hungry. He received a helping, then gazed about him a little. Evidently, the world looked pleasant to him. He shook his feathers, flapped his wings, and didn't go back into the little home at all. This was just what father and mother wanted him to do, and each gave him a whole worm, although the birdies inside were calling for some too. The day was fine. It was still early. The babies would have all day in which to get used to the outdoors if they would come out now. Tomorrow it might rain, and the next day, and the next. The babies were quite old enough to live outside of that stuffy can. They must come out today, so father and mother Wren had decided. After the little venturer had received several helpings, another birdling came scrambling up. He got all of the next helping. Mother Wren was among the porch vines, chirping. Every little while she flew to the little ones, fluttered her wings before them, and then flew back to the vines. In this way, she was coaxing them to follow her. Before number three came out, the mother had numbers one and two safely among the vines. Number four came close behind number three. It wasn't very pleasant to stay down in the can all alone. The mother kept up her coaxing until she managed to get them all in nice shady places. It was now about nine o'clock. The rest of the day was spent quietly among the vines. After they had rested a little from the excitement of their first flight, mother tried to keep them moving from vine to vine. One was more clever than the others. He learned everything quickly. The Wren family lived in the vines all the next day. On the third day, Mother Wren began to coax them farther away. Back and forth she threw between the porch and my neighbor's tree, and around in circles to show the babies how to do it. Father Wren coaxed them on with a white worm in his bill. He was not singing much now because these growing birds needed more and more food. Also, Father Wisdom bade him keep quiet lest his babies be discovered and come to harm. The cleverest of the 
war was also the biggest so it was easy to tell him from the rest again he was always the first to venture but as he neared the tree when he had almost reached his goal he began to drop and he fell to the ground fearing some harm might come to him i went down quickly with the long-handled dust mop it was fuzzy and soft for him to rest on with it i hoisted him to a low branch mother and father wren scolded but went to the young bird as soon as my back was turned birds do not like to have people meddle with their affairs but sometimes when they are in trouble we can help them maybe this little mishap showed mother wren that her babies were not yet strong enough to fly so far anyway she waited until the next day before she urged the others to go even then she was not quite decided at dinner time the three were still on the porch they had reached the highest rung of the trellis in the afternoon when i returned from school they were gone father wren was again singing his cheery songs he had kept pretty quiet while the little ones were learning to fly why because he did not want anyone to find out where they were my robins meanwhile had made themselves a nest on a high window-sill at the far end of the porch but not until the wrens began nesting did i discover it already there were three blue eggs in it the robins seemed so distressed at being found out that we kept away from that end of the porch until they got well used to us the wrens didn't fear us at all they came to their nest no matter how many people were on the porch i had now learned what the wrens and the robins liked for their nestings so i fastened strings shreds of cloth some cotton and small chicken feathers to the low branches of my neighbor's trees and also on my porch i had read somewhere that some birds will pull feathers out of their own bodies if they can find none elsewhere with which to line their nests after the wrens had cleaned out the can they helped themselves to cotton and feathers and made ready for their second nesting father and mother robin were such devoted parents it seemed as if they couldn't do enough their babies always craned their necks and opened their bills wide as soon as they heard anyone near as they grew older they also chattered and flapped their wings sometimes they fluttered over the sides of the nest so far that i feared they would fall off the high window-sill one morning the robin's nest was empty and the young were over on my neighbor's lawn 
for convenience i will call this neighbor mrs daly she lived on our right the neighbor to our left was mrs cotton a bird's bath at mrs daly's and the tree with nesting materials on it showed the birds that they were welcome there so the parents coaxed their young in that direction mrs cotton also tried to attract birds but her basin sometimes went dry for days also she had a big beautiful cat that was usually somewhere in the yard it was not so inviting there according to birds ways of thinking nor so safe for their young as over at mrs daly's where the cat was kept in i kept our kitty locked up night and day and asked my neighbors to keep their cats in too until these young robins could fly up into trees at first they could only fly sideways it is more than just a kind act to save young robins from harm it is saving birds who will be useful and pleasing all their lives and who will spread happiness wherever they go when i saw how my birds left me as soon as their young could fly i began to wish that i too had a yard and trees like my neighbors i longed to have more birds and birds of different kinds End of section one